Hi friends. Good evening. This is Friday. We're just at the end of April and this is Rising Restaurateur podcast. I'm your host Joanny Perez and as you may know, my family and I created three restaurants from scratch and we've been in the industry for 10 years, thriving um and you know, I have a passion for teaching others um, what information and resources they really need to, in order to create their own American dream and open the food business as well. So today I wanted to go into, this is season two, episode eight. And the last episode I spoke about um, whether you had to save your own money, use your own money to open a restaurant or take out a loan. So if you haven't heard that uh, episode, please go listen. It's very interesting. But this is kind of a continuation because this topic today that I'm going to discuss was also like the one before, the episode before submitted by someone on my Instagram. So I created like a question, question, a story, and I asked people, you know, what topics do you want me to discuss on my podcast about opening a restaurant or the restaurant business? And the second topic um, it was, um, how do you know what commercial space to choose for your restaurant? Basically, how do I make sure that the location that I choose is one that is, you know, successful, one that is profitable, one that is the correct one? What kind of things do I need to look for? What kind of things do I need to check? And so this is what we're going to I'm going to discuss today. So let's get right into it. So the first thing is... When you go shopping for a commercial space, you know, take your time, don't rush it. And really my my best tip is to hire a commercial commercial leasing attorney so that each space that you go to, um you're able to really analyze whether that's the best location for you and negotiate the terms on the lease for that commercial space and I know that can be a whole different discussion so my next episode I promise to give you some some of the things that that attorney that you're going to be working with can, can negotiate and include in the leasing agreement that the landlord when you choose the location is going to give you so that's why I'm telling you now, when you go and search for a location, take your time, see what each landlord is about, what their beliefs are, what they're willing to give you, um, and take that you know, on paper from them and go and discuss it with your attorney. Now let's get into the location, how to choose one. So there's a few things, there's a list I'm going to go through. I have a copy of a basically a document that I created. It's called Step-by-Step Guide on how to open a restaurant. And in there, 
I have this list. So if you ever wanted um, this document, you can go to my website, joanniperez.com, and you will see it there. You'll see a picture of it, step-by-step guide, and then you input your name and email, and I will directly email it to you. <clears throat> so let's see. So one of the first things you need to really analyze about the the space that you're analyzing, whether you're going to choose or not, is who lives there? What's the population like? What is their age, their culture? What do they eat? Um, what restaurants are around already? Is there any competition for you? Are there, is there too much competition? So, for example, one of our restaurants, the, the youngest one, the third restaurant that we opened, is in, in an area in Manhattan, which is really popular with restaurants. It's like a restaurant spot. There's a lot of bars. There's a lot of clubs. Like, it's more like a club scene. Um, and so a lot of the people that do frequent that area are very like, uh, they are very like, you know, they want the boom, boom, they want to pop bottles and smoke hookah and all these things. So when we went in there, you know, our, um, our philosophy and the clients that we want to serve is a little different. It's an older generation that's down to earth, that they're chill, um, and they're there, you know, to eat and drink and have an amazing time, but they're not going to get into fights and, you know, things like that, that usually the younger crowd does. And that's what the folks that frequent that area do. So what I'm trying to get at is there is a lot of competition in that area. And so for us being a little different, it took us some time it took the neighborhood and people from outside to come and support us. It took them a little bit of time because we don't use ads. We don't use, you know, we don't promote our restaurants like that. We organically let people come and tell those people, tell other people. And the musicians that play at our restaurants will bring other people as well. And that's how we grow. That's how our social media grows. That's how our following grows and our customer base grows. <clears throat> so we are like a very different type of restaurant from the ones in that area. And so that's why you want to make sure that you check out the neighborhood. You know who you're going to serve and then what is that area like about in terms of the other restaurants that are around are they the type of restaurants and food businesses that are gonna have you know college kids who are looking for three dollar beers and they're looking to get drunk and get in trouble so maybe that's not the area for you you know things like that you have to look at um Let's see. So one of the things you should do is also how many businesses are there? Medical offices, um, other businesses, organizations, hospitals, things like that. If there's a lot of uh, businesses that usually operate during the day, like a lot of doctors, nurses, hospitals, you might look into serving lunch as well but we don't we're not really in an area like that so we choose to open for dinner only 
you need to be uh go to this place this neighborhood and on a weekday and on again on a weekend and count how many people pass by so you need to you need to count because you want to know how much traffic there is on a monday and a tuesday and a wednesday and then how much traffic of people there is on a friday and a saturday and a sunday because you want to be in an area where it's really easy to access your business where it's really you know you're surrounded by people and it's an area that's not like oh you know there nobody knows about that restaurant that's over there and in that weird street where no one is passing by and there's no buses and there's no trains so that takes me to another uh, point you need to uh, see what transportation if there's transportation accessibility there's just train station nearby there's buses nearby Uh, what about the parking situation are your customers gonna get parking on the street easily or are you going to provide valet parking or are you just gonna leave it to the customers to to figure it out themselves usually we don't we don't have valet parking because that's a another whole expense so you do want to go into a good neighborhood where you can people could probably easily park on the street all right uh let's see what else we have on the list um does the location have enough gas for the kitchen so one of the first things you do want to do once you know that area the neighborhood the people that live there um looks pretty good there's a lot of people passing by there's a lot of opportunity for people to discover your restaurant good now i have to call Connetison and ask and uh, well i have to call Connetison and see if this space has enough gas if not can it be installed yes or no you know you want to figure that out the other thing you want to figure it out with a phone call is um if the place used to have a liquor license before you need to figure out if the liquor license what was ever um in trouble like if the previous owner had a liquor license was ever suspended was ever revoked you know those are red flags um and if that did happen are you know does the liquor authority think that maybe they can grant you a new one that's a very important a liquor license is very important for a restaurant all right so alcohol yields 300 percent off your profit for your, for the restaurant business so you do want to make sure that you figure that out before you say yes to that landlord and you go and sign that lease that you should be looking at with an attorney. All right, let's see. <clears throat> what else? Um, so the kitchen. So a kitchen, a fridge, a walking fridge. Well, all these things you might not um, see in every location, but if you do find someone who's selling a restaurant, ding 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 you're gonna save a lot of money and time 
Um, if not, maybe the this space already has something in place or you can negotiate this with your attorney. There's a way of putting it in the lease agreement that the landlord has to construct, um, create spaces that are common that they can use after, let's say after you're not there anymore. Um, so that could be the bathrooms would be one and you can save a lot of money by doing that. Um, so, you know, okay. Next is the hood. So the kitchen, a hood for the kitchen can go up to anywhere from $80,000 to $100,000. So like I said, again, if you're going to a space that was a cafe or something very similar to a restaurant, you might want to see if the place already has this or if there if it doesn't then you want to definitely make sure that you can um have a hood put up there for the kitchen uh let's see ask how yeah so the block the block so the taxes the business taxes i believe goes by the block so every business on that block, I believe, shares the taxes that you have to pay on a yearly basis. So you do want to see, you know, how many, how much would be your share so that you can compare that with if you're looking at other spaces too. Now I have a couple things that you need to know that are a no-no so that you cannot, if you if this exists in that location, you cannot go into that location. One of them is a bus stop right in front. So if there's a bus stop right in front of the door of that potential restaurant that you're looking at, you cannot go in there. Uh, a church within 500 meters of the premises. If there's a church close by 500 meters within, you cannot have a liquor license there. You cannot sell liquor. Um, so you cannot go into that, in that space. And that the previous person who had the premises has not had problems with the liquor license. I already mentioned that, but I thought I mentioned it again because it's very important. All right. So I don't, I don't think I missed anything. I think I mentioned everything that I did want to mention. Um... I think also a few things is less is more. So sometimes people think that, oh, if I get, I should get into a large venue, like a large space or a space that's going to be two floors so that I can have more tables and have two floors. And just think of the extra expenses you're going to have there. So I want you to think that less is more. Less is more. So if you can create a really nice space, that environment that people are going to love um, and you're going to have just the right amount of space that you need, you don't need to go overboard, especially because you do want to make sure that you get a good deal on the rent as well and you're not paying for a huge space that you don't really need. So I think that's it. I want to thank everyone for listening. And if you have any questions, my Instagram, again, is 
Joaz underscore coaching. So J-H-O-A underscore coaching. That's my Instagram. You can also go to joanniprez.com and contact me through there. And I hope this was very useful for you. And yeah, any other topics you want me to discuss, please DM me on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and have a great night. Bye-bye.